In thinking about today, uh, there was a specific thing that kept coming up to my heart, and uh, they'll put the, the scriptures up on the, uh, on the screen, and it has to do with uh, the Lord knowing those that are His. There's, uh, there's a scripture out on the front of the building that's 2 Thessalonians 1.3. We'll put that up on the screen. It's uh, right on the front of the building here in Branson. And it says, We're bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you toward all each other, toward each other, abounds. Uh, just, just verse uh, 3, the ex exceeding growing faith and abounding love. Amen. That, just to me, describes a healthy church. Amen. Amen. Right? Your faith is growing and your love is abounding. Amen. Hallelujah. Say it out loud. Growing faith. Growing faith. Well, let's say it like he said it. Exceeding. Exceeding. Growing faith. Growing faith. And, abounding love. and abounding love. Abounding love. And the thought that, that was coming to me about today was what makes a, a real Christian? You know, we have a lot of visitors here and, and people that this is their first acquaintance with us and and they may think, well, what, what kind of group is this? <laughs> what kind of bunch is this? And sometimes people just come to check out the stuff, but they get more than what they bargained for. Amen. <laughs> the Lord ministered to them. Amen. What uh, would we like to any, anyone to know about us, the church at Sarasota, the church here, the ministry? One of the things that I believe is your desire too is to be a real Christian. I know that's a simple phrase, but what is a real Christian? People have different ideas about what churches are. And there's a lot of people stay away from churches because of any number of reasons. Some have had, in their estimation, negative experiences with people, uh, Christians and churches. And we've all made mistakes. But what does it mean to be a real, a true Christian? The scripture says that God knows those that are his. We should go to him. Who does he say a real Christian is? The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.19, it says, The foundation of God stands sure, having this seal, the Lord knows them that are his. The Lord knows them that are his. Let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. The Lord knows who are his. 1 Corinthians 8 verse 1. 1 Corinthians 8 verse 1 says, Now as touching things offered to idols, uh, you know we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies or builds up. This is a great truth. Knowledge puffs up. That's not good. Love builds up. That's very good. Say it out loud. Knowledge, Knowledge puffs, up. puffs up. 
What does love do? Builds up. Let's say it again. <laughs> that was somebody who was agreeing with me. Uh, Said out loud, knowledge, knowledge puffs, up. puffs up. Is that good or not? No. That's bad. And love builds. builds up. What builds up? Love. Not knowledge. Love. Yes. Not knowledge. Love. Keep reading. If any man think that he knows anything, now this is back to the knowledge that puffs up, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. You know, no matter how much you know, you don't know it all. In fact, you don't know half of it. Right? <laughs> now, most everybody would agree with that, but have you ever met anybody that acted like they knew it all? But we're not going to judge them. What about you? Have you ever acted like you knew it all? I, I want everybody, maybe it's the first time your spouse heard this or a friend heard this, but I want you to say it out loud so everybody can hear you. Say it out loud. I know, I know that I don't know it all. That I don't know it all. <laughs> all right, I, know, I know that I don't know it all. And compared to what there is to be known, compared to what God knows, you don't know much. Amen. <laughs> you don't know. Thank God for every good thing you do know, but compared to what there is to know, if any man thinks he knows something or knows a bunch and that knowledge puffs him up, he doesn't know anything yet as he ought to know. We still have a ways to go. Verse 3, but if any man love God, the same is known of him. That's who he knows or his. Who? It's not, you know, living a perfect moral life that makes you a Christian. It's not being able to quote a bunch of scriptures and knowing a bunch of things that makes you a Christian, a true Christian. How can you tell who really is a child of God? They love Him. First and foremost, they love Him. Don't let this be too simple for you today. <laughs> There's a lot of folks talk about God and quote a bunch of scriptures and are adamant about what they believe in and adamant about what they say is right and wrong, but you can listen to them talk. You don't hear love for God. Amen. But all this right and wrong and all of this without love for God? You're not his. People who really have been born again, people who really are Christians, they love him. Amen. I said they love him. Amen. Not some idea of him, not just the theological positions we ascribe to the person of the Father. 
and the person of the Son and the person of the Holy Spirit we know. We don't know all about him, but we've met him. We're acquainted. We know a few things about him. And we love him. We love him. If you don't love God, you need to come to him. Get born again. Is that right? Get saved. If all you want to do is fuss and fight and find fault, you need to get saved. Yeah, but I've been going to church all my life, and, and I'm a, and you can be just as lost That's right. as can be. Yeah. Going to church doesn't save you. That's right. Beating the table about what's right and wrong doesn't save you. Does it make you a Christian? Quoting scriptures doesn't save you. Believing there's a God doesn't save you. But when you come to Him. And you believe on Jesus. And you confess him as Lord of your life. Something happens. I said something happens. All things are passed away. And all things become new. You become a new creation in Christ Jesus. And the love of God. The love that God is and has. Hallelujah. Is imparted into you. Shed abroad in your heart. By the Holy Spirit, and you love God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And as surely as you love Him, what else happens? Come on, what? Anybody know what else happens? You love Him. Well, you know He loves you, but if you love Him, the Bible says you also love His people. First John, let, let, let's look at that briefly. First John 4. The eighth verse says, He that loves not knows not God, for God is love. Verse 19, we love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and hates his brother, he's a liar. He's a liar about what? About loving God. He does, and if you don't love God, you don't know him. You're not saved. You're not a Christian. For he that loves not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he's not seen? And this is the commandment that we have from him, that he who loves God loves his brother also. First John, keep going. First John 5, 1 says, Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loves him that beget loves him also that is begotten of him. And by this we know uh, that we love the children of God whom we love God and keep his commandments. Jesus said, by this will all men know that you're mine, that you're my disciples, and that you love one another. There's two basic kind of people in the world that fall into these two categories. You've been in one or the other. I've been in one or the other. Takers and givers. The nature of the flesh and the nature of the unregenerate, unsaved person 
It's selfish. You want what you want. And the unsaved uh, spirit is fine with anybody else sacrificing so that I can have what I want. If it costs you so I can have what I want, that's just fine. But the born again child of God does not have that nature. We've been made in his likeness and image and Jesus, God so loved the world. Help me out with the rest of it. That he what? That he, he gave. He was willing to sacrifice so we could receive. Jesus was willing to sacrifice and take the judgment on him. Not willing for us to sacrifice school. He could get something, but willing to sacrifice himself so we could receive. And when you receive him and take his nature and are born again in his likeness, that nature now is also in you. And you are a giver child of a giver God. Hallelujah. And if you'll let that nature dominate your being in your life, you will cease being a taker. And you will be like God, who is the greatest giver of all. Amen. <laughs> Come on, everybody, say it out loud. I'm not a taker. I'm a giver. Now, you need to know how to receive. If you don't receive, you don't have anything to give. But you're not a taker. You're not a taker. And if, uh, if somebody needs to sacrifice so that somebody else can be okay, you'll volunteer. I'll wait on mine. Right? If they run out of corn dogs for a few minutes and there's only three left, you say, hey. You take the corn dogs. Yeah. I'll stay in faith. <laughs> that more corn dogs are coming on the way. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> and the result of this is that you are ready and willing to give. You give of your time, you give of your abilities, you give of your stuff. Amen. And it's not a trade, you're not expecting and requiring something back. It's a free gift. Free gift. And if you do this, it's sowing. And it'll come back to you. And the more you do it, if you do it as a lifestyle, it begins to come back to you. Just on every wave. And what a great life. Listen to this in Romans 8. Romans 8, 28 says, We know that all things work together for good. A lot of people just stop right there and they say, Well, see, you know, everything's working out for the best. No, the Bible didn't say that. Well, everything works out right the way it's supposed to for everybody. No, it does not. This is referring to a very specific group of people. All things work together for good for who? Specific group of people. 
Yeah. Them that love God. Yes. Does everybody love God? Yes. No, no, no. There's a lot of people don't care. Don't believe, don't believe there is a God. So is everything working out good for them? No, it's not. But to those that love God, he makes things to work out together. Even things the enemy meant for harm, he'll take it and turn it around. To them who that love God that are called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Said out loud, I'm made in his likeness. I'm made in his image. I have his nature. He's the great giver. I'm a giver too. He said, moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Those he called, he justified. Those he justified, he glorified. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? There is no successful technique or tactic or weapon against love because God is love. Love can't be conquered. God can't be defeated, and he is love. Love can't be conquered. Can't be. You walk in love, the devil runs out of things to do with you. I'm telling you, he doesn't know what to do with you. If he can't get you to be mean, he can't get you to be selfish, he can't get you to take, he can't get you to hold a grudge, you frustrate his imps that try to mess with you, you frustrate them endlessly. That should make you happy. Amen. You frustrate them yes. because you can't conquer love. Because you can't conquer God. And the greatest expression of love is giving. God so loved the world that he gave. Hallelujah. Not buying, not trading, giving, giving. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, if love be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. What kind of giving are we talking about, friends? What kind of giving has God done for us? How shall he not with him also freely do what? Freely what? Give us all things. 